and welcome to How Do Artists, a show that focuses on a single topic of conversation and asks the question, how do artists live, work, play, run their businesses, and stay inspired or handle challenges and adversity from an artist's perspective? <laughs> our, show take, take the, <laughs> our show will speak with a diverse <laughs> group of artists and creatives, and you as our listeners will have a chance to ask your questions during our Q&A segment towards the end of our show. I am your co-host, Ryan Caldwell. And I am joined by my co-host, Carlana Pedersen, artist and illustrator. Hi. Well, all right. Well, what are we talking about today? Today's topic is how do artists screw up? We're going to take a lighthearted look at some of our screw-ups, gaffes, flubs, mistakes, bombs, and errors on the field as it relates to our careers as both upcoming and professional artists. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I am... I am. It's another another day in paradise. Another day um, in paradise. Well, I mean, if, par- if paradise was covered in like you know two feet of snow at all times, <laughs> when all the roads are white with caked on what? salt, you and my like... freshly washed car is also white with caked on salt. <laughs> you don't like uh, you don't like the the snow outside. I, I think it's beautiful. Oh no, the snow the snow outside is absolutely like it, it is it is beautiful. However, it's also very cold. It is cold. And I think it's like more snow than what I think we might be used to in Chicago. Although this is. Yeah. I haven't had something like this since I was a kid. Yeah. I want to say that um, when we moved the year we moved to Minnesota in 2013, it snowed really bad, but it was like a big dump. (laughs) It was like all at once kind of thing. And Minnesota, of course, is known for this kind of snow. So I would expect this to kind of be more like, you know, sub-zero weather in minnesota so actually that's uh what was it there was a speaking of because we're airing we're airing funny stories we're trudging up the vaults of interesting and hilarious things that have happened one of the ones that i got, fell victim to on such a on such a night as tonight was Ooh. um i was i was still living at my parents place and they had a um was that they had stairs that went up to their back to like the, their back kind of porch area and it was like you know it's easily like a big like a big flight of stairs up to the second floor, floor of the building. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so ba- basically what had happened is I'd recently gotten these kind of three tiny synthesizers. They're super cool. They're about the, you know, size of like a pencil box, you know? Okay. And, uh, I was, I, I had just gotten these things in a trade and I was about to go over to, um, a friend of mine's house, to go and hang out and the it was really slippery there was black ice around and i was holding all these things just in my arms like i want to show these off and then i went and i slipped and fell down all of the stairs oh my gosh <laughs> and then just slid across the pavement at the bottom a little bit <laughs> and like and when i slipped and fell they all of my synthesizers went up into the air slow motion oh no and you Luckily, broke all of them no they were all absolutely fine because they're uh, Korg volkas and they're <laughs> built like tanks which is fantastic oh my yeah. gosh well that's so, yeah, that's dangerous i've i've slipped many times yeah. i don't know if i've actually well, I, I've hurt myself pretty bad, but I haven't like broken any equipment. Yeah, I yeah. I don't so, think I've slipped. I don't think I've slipped on anything and like actually physically broken something. But the moral of the story is: be careful around black ice. And that's the best part about all these stories is they all taught us something. <laughs> or, or maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I I think my some of my stories are just like you know. 
have have you ever seen They're burn weird, after reading but wait say that again have you ever seen burn after reading burn after reading it's a uh it's a coen brothers film but, no so it, it's I do a very like coen brothers well it, i almost don't want to spoil it but at the very end of the film there's this scene don't, where, don't spoil it okay well it's not really well okay you know what i'll i'll, I'll keep that Okay. Here <laughs> you're gonna bad, get a spoiler. Bad tangent. Bad tangent. Um, <laughs> it's been out for a little bit, but you know, I recommend. I, I recommend getting that. Um, well, so, okay. So, do you, do you have do you have any good stories of, I, of failures or blunders? Oh my gosh! Which category? <laughs> Which category uh, would you like tonight? Oh, I want to hear. I want to hear a funny or weird story. Ooh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. I'm not going to go with my heavy hitter just yet. Let's start it. Let's, <laughs> let's just start a little bit on the light side. Okay. I, um, years ago, I, when I was uh, younger, I started doing commercials um, and getting sort of into the business when I was about 12, 13 years old. So I was doing um commercials and uh, started modeling and stuff and and eventually helped pay for school um, for college. But when I was a little bit older, um, I got I got a job working on the set as an extra for a movie that was shot in Chicago in the 80s. And you guys can probably look this up. The movie is called Code of Silence with Chuck Norris. So, oh, yeah, I and that, I. Actually. Have you? Yeah, it's it's my kids have saw it and they're like, oh, is that you? Is that you? So I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the lone extra on the L scene. But <laughs> yeah, nice. Right? But I had made friends and I won't mention any names. I had made friends with um, some of the production crew. Um, and so I would hang out with um I had to hang out with some of the people um, that were close to Chuck Norris. Like they were like his assistant and his like, yeah. And it was totally, you know, I was, I think, oh my gosh, maybe 16 or 17 or something. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And he was on the set sitting down and he had gotten up. You know how they have those director's chairs? And I was like milling around the set. I had not um, had a scene. So I was sort of out of the fray in front of the camera for a while. So yeah. I was behind like the set where like, you know, Chuck Norris was sitting behind the set, you know, on the chair. Yeah. So I was talking to this other guy who was like one of the production assistants and one of the other assistants for Chuck Norris. And we were kind of talking and I didn't realize that Chuck Norris was headed for me in my direction because I was talking to his two main people and my back was turned to him. So <laughs> I heard my name being called over like some loudspeaker. I freaked out and I whipped around and I headed, started to run. So I whipped around and I ran into like Chuck Norris and like stomped on his toe. <laughs> How was it? How was stomping on Chuck Norris's so toe? Embarrassing. It like, was but embarrassing. Like, but no, 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 like the actual toe. toe. How, how'd the toe feel? His toe? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, was it squishy? Was, was it hard? So was, was he wearing like, were they nice cowboy boots? Or, because I'm assuming he was wearing cowboy boots. Or were they loafers? No, he was. I bet he was wearing loafers. 
He he was a detective in this movie. He was playing a detective, so he was dressed like, like he was actually dressed like an uh, an undercover cop in Chicago. And the okay, whole movie's right. so yeah, so he had whatever you know they wore back at <laughs> right, right. But, and I stomped so, on his toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was so embarrassed. And he was totally, totally nice. But yeah, I had a habit of doing that. I had a habit of like moving before I was looking in the direction I should be looking in. So that's one of that's that's my mild uh, funny story. <laughs> also, they, they get worse from from there. Wait. Okay. So, oh, that that's your mild one. Oh, that's the mild one. Yeah. Oh man. So, because like I've have some like that man. I I feel like the well you're drawing from is going to be way deeper than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe um, I should stop now. <laughs> oh no no no. This is this is good. Like I have I have some I have some good ones. But like so like one of mine is from I think it was a grade school choir concert. Oh. And they were shuffling around people on the risers trying to get everyone oh. there. And it was during the actual concert, like, you know, everything was going on. And it was, you know, it was like it was a Harry Potter, like Harry Potter had just come out, which is in the future. This That's going to date this podcast real hard. And <laughs> um, but the um, it's like it's like, what? yeah, that's when Pokemon was new. Oh, um, my gosh. But the. uh but yeah, so basically they were shuffling us all along this and they brought like another class on there. And just because of basically they were trying to shove more things on than we'd prepared. I got pushed off this riser in the middle of the concert. Oh, like no. off the back of the riser. Oh, no. <laughs> and did, you hear, did everybody hear that thump? Oh, yeah. That happened. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't even during a song. Like it was between songs and it was like silence. <laughs> I you can hear your body rolling down off the oh the yeah side of the of the stage right oh, oh man. my god i think my, my my mother still has video of that somewhere that's, that's funny Ooh. that's funny okay so then that so if we're talking about falling off of things so oh, you, so you, you you have gravity stories oh yeah i've got a i've got a couple i'm looking at my okay. list all right so so if we're talking about falling off I, like I mentioned to you before, <laughs> was a, a fit model. And I should say, yeah. this was years ago when I was like 17 years old or 18 years old. And I'm not talking about fitness. I was not a fitness model. I used to do illustrations for designers because I knew designers because I went to school with them. And I was right, right. Uh, in college. So I was able to sort of, you know, you have to know someone who knows someone kind of thing. Right. And... <laughs> I was recommended to do this job for um, another designer, and I won't mention names, a wonderful designer, loved working for them. And they um, sold to Marshall Fields. Mm. So I would go in and I would get fitted for their designs. And then I would be a fit model on their runway shows for their buyers. So there was a whole bunch of designers that would like every like twice a year or something would have these um, private fashion shows in in Marshall Fields here in Chicago. And this was years ago, obviously, because there's no more Marshall Fields downtown on State Street. (laughs) But if you went upstairs to their um, beyond their public space, which Mm -hmm. was like, I think, past you know, they had the restaurant on the second floor. And then if you take the uh, another bank of elevators, then there would be another like five or six floors. And those were private. 
they had this one room that was this huge room with this fashion show stage. And it literally, it was a huge room with a fashion show stage. And this is where the buyers um, presented their seasonal outfits and they hired professional models or fit models to come and do this presentation. So hard to get in this job, hard to get this job. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a great job to keep. So I was working for this designer and (laughs) beautiful clothes, but the shoes that they wanted to give me, they didn't have my size. Oh, no. And I remember saying, oh, oh my gosh, please, let's try to fix these because I want to make sure that, uh, you know, everything is good. We did our best, but it just, I got out there, I did the, I did the, the catwalk, and then right in front of the buyers, I remember I went to pivot at the end of the runway. Oh, and I pivoted and I spun myself off the side of the, I spun myself off the corner of the, the, <laughs> the catwalk. Oh no. And fell into like the buyers. Oh my god. Did they catch you? By default. <laughs> <laughs> with their faces. Nice. <laughs> with their big smiles. No, with their with, with their, their subtle artsy pouts. Pens. Yeah. With their padding pens writing down, oh, no. you know, whatever crap that was. But oh my god. At least gosh, you didn't get, didn't get a pen in the eye. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had to figure out how to get back on the stage and finish. Because of course, like it was it was probably it was like how tall was this stage? Like at least an eight footer, right? Oh yeah. No, it was a high stage. Oof. Um it it wasn't eight feet. I want to say maybe it was higher than like than you would expect in that situation because you would walk into this big room and you wouldn't expect to see a a catwalk there and it was a T-shaped catwalk. So it was, you know, straight and in the back you had the T because one girl would come off, one girl would go off and and then you'd go down the front. So yeah. I fell off the front. So, yeah. Oof. So I, it wasn't even in the back where I could have like, you know, like hit or something like that hit yeah. or picked myself up and hit. Nope. And it was ran. all, it no, was completely it was right, spotlight moment. Oh yeah. For, yeah. Right there in the lap. <laughs> all I could do is laugh because back then you didn't have Instagram showing all the other models that fall down. Right. Models yeah. fall down all the time. But back then. Well, it, yeah. I mean, their blood sugar is so low. Like they just lose consciousness sometimes. <laughs> they're so tall. <laughs> You know, it's like there's not there's not enough oxygen, but yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, you always think it's just you that you know that huge mistake is the only time yeah, they've yeah. ever seen. Probably that year was the only time that a model landed in their lap. But I'm oh, yeah. I know that they've seen other models like well and like down. and and stuff stuff like that happens all the time. Like um, this, so there there was this giant choir concert at uh, the school I went to, and it was a it was like a frequent. It was a thing they would brief everyone about because it had all the choir students in the school and the school was made up of at least, you know, half choral students. Right. Well, not not like, like, yeah, the school of music, basically. So it's like there was vocalists and instrumentalists were like a one to one ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. So so like just like there was so many, so many kids. There's like at least I think five, five total choirs doing this at the same time. And so there's just law of averages says that 
someone's going to faint. Someone is going to faint, and it's not a matter of when or if. No, yeah, it's not a matter of if, but when. Yeah. And so they would give us a briefing saying, if you if you lose consciousness, stay down. Really? Yeah. Well, because it's a choir thing. That's you you just, yeah, you stay down in the people. And also, if your neighbor passes out, keep them down. Because the thing that happens is they go down, they're like, oh, what happened? And they stand up and then they go right back down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so there's like was, kids like on top of each yeah. other. Oh, also I want to give out. I want to give a quick shout out to Ricardo Ricardo, my voice teacher, my old voice teacher, and uh Dylan Schweitzer and Bill. Oh, hi guys. Yeah. Yay. Um, and, and and I see that Ricky says, How did how did Chuck Norris tell oh, yeah. feel? Oh yeah. <laughs> He was very gracious about it. I think well, I like I turned be. 10 shades of red and just was like, oh my gosh, so embarrassing. Plus I was a young punk kid, so. <laughs> Wait, were you a punk? <laughs> did you, <laughs> did you have a mohawk? Oh, that's a whole other story. No, I didn't. But I have a story about, about, about what happened to my hair. Yeah. You know, wait, now, you know, there's this girl. What happened to your hair? uh, uh, Oh, oh, you know, there's this girl that put Gorilla Glue in her hair, right? Yeah. You you know, right? Well, you know, it's funny because I heard about that and I I immediately thought about uh, this time in high school where I was doing an art project with Gorilla Glue and I had hair like about actually probably a little longer than this and I got a little bit in there. You couldn't get it out. No, I could though. What? It was Gorilla Glue? Uh, I, I had a greasy scalp back then. (laughs) <laughs> not it slides right out it's great oh my gosh ryan that could not have been gorilla glue it was absolutely gorilla glue. Oh, oh oh my gosh and I, you know i felt really bad for this girl and i'll i'll tell you why because i have had my own hair mishap but i remember back in the day when you talk about punk i remember i had friends who literally were punk kids because we were art we were all uh, we were art students i went to school with all you know all all different types of kids and it was just awesome and there were kids that came with mohawks they had literally the shot and their mohawks the thing back then was how high could you get your mohawk to stand without it wilting right so they would put (laughs) put jello in their hair like gelatin they'd heat it up and put and put gelatin in their hair they would put anything that they could get in here and i remember thinking when i heard this girl put gorilla glue in her hair i thought oh yeah i remember I, if if we had gorilla glue back then i know somebody would have probably done it yeah. in her hair but she had you know it was it wasn't sticking up or like used where you could just pull it out it, yeah. she, it was plastered to her hair poor thing so i <laughs> i like totally felt bad with her for her because i i feel like had that been like a different place in time you know, maybe I would have really known kids who had done that. But <laughs> my own hair mishap happened when I was, again, um, doing shows. I did a hair show. I was a hair model for the Midwest, the Midwest Beauty Show. Yeah. would come in every year. And it's all of the hairstyling, barber, and salon products and um franchises and companies and they all get together once a year for this huge show and it was um 
I'm trying to remember where it was. I I, I want to say it was at McCormick Place, and then they've moved it a couple of times. But we did this huge show, and I worked for this one company, wonderful company. I won't say their name, but I worked for them every year. And I won't say their name because it was this one year that I worked for them that things did not go so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I cut my hair really short, it turns into uh, a crew cut. So at the time, my hair was like longer than it is now. Like it was like down to here, yeah, yeah. way past my shoulders, thick, 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 black and, and curly. And they decided, hey, you know what's in now? This is before any other. I was the first. I'm claiming the first on this. They wanted to dye my hair blonde. Because you had not, in fact, I have pictures of it, but you had not seen African-American girls at this time. This was a long time ago. <laughs> with Now you see it all the time. Blonde hair. But it wasn't, It they weren't going to dye it a, a, a honey colored. This was going to be platinum, oh. like Billy Idol blonde kind right. of color. Right. And they were going to spike it and do the whole, like, punk kind of like style with it so i was like okay cool this show i I didn't care what they did with my hair because this one show i could literally pay for my rent and all my expenses for like two months just from this one show so i said you know every year i'm in do what you want that's cool so i guess um because of that i was always called back because i didn't care what they did to my hair so one time I sat in their salon and the show was going to be Friday. This was, I want to say, Monday. And uh, it it was a week, Monday, the week before the show. And that's when they like kind of, they do whatever they want to your hair. And hopefully you have like a week and a half, two weeks time before the show so Mm -hmm. that it can settle down. So I'm in the salon chair and they're doing the chemical. They cut my hair. It's all spiky and crew cutty and everything. And they are getting ready to dye it. And the guy is panicking. He is the, the, the colorist is calling for people. And I'm like, that's never a good sign. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, Oh snap. What the heck is going on? Right, He's, right running back and forth oh my god oh my god oh my god and i'm like what the frick and i can't get the hood off because it's it's a hood and it's tied but Mm -hmm. he knows something's wrong and it turned out that they lifted my hair too high and it melted so my your hair melted hair melted off my whole hair when you took the cap off and when he started to take the cap off in the back he touched my hair and it it like yeah like like hair when it starts to solidify it's like like a rubber band and then it just starts to disintegrate Ooh. so he would touch my hair and my hair was disintegrating in his hand and he flipped out cuz he thought i was just going to have an absolute cow so he took it off and he had like four or five people standing with him as backup or something i don't know he thought this i was just probably going to just like trip and I just looked at him and I'm like, oh, snap, yeah, just shave it off. And, I, and so he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, just shave it. So 
he shaved the whole thing <laughs> off and put a shine on my head. I went out in full face makeup <laughs> and I rocked a bald head for two weeks until it grew back. And the day before the show, I had maybe this much hair that they could recolor. But they colored it. It worked. I went on the show and <laughs> I was I was like the uh, the the company. I'm not going to say the name. They, they I was like the company girl like they 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 called me for everything after that. <laughs> like <laughs> after <better>. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, man. it was that was I, I actually look good in the bald head. I was I was What's, like, you know, not what? everyone does. I don't think I would. I've got a really, I've got a really like round head. So that's, and I, but every day you had to be like full face makeup because I had to be walking around in leather and fierce because, you know, I'm bald now. So you got to be fierce if you're bald. You got to, you got to, you got to pull it off. Right. Oh, yeah. No, and, so, yeah. and abs- absolutely. Well, and that's also one of the reasons why, you know, most people who are, who are balding, you know, a, a bunch of them will go all the way because it's more of a power move, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It shows, it shows confidence. Good. But for girls to be bald, I mean, also shows a lot of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I had no choice, you know. It was it, that's that's what I was. I wasn't gonna walk around with like a patch here and a patch here. That was like worse to me, you know. Especially it being blonde because it's like, well, where the hell did the rest of your hair go, and why is it blonde, you know? And I'm like, just get it, get it, get rid of it. So yeah, Oof. so I uh, I always feel sympathy for those who have hair mishaps yeah actually i'm not sure have you ever had a hair mishap i don't think i've ever had a bad hair mishap no one's cut your hair never incorrectly oh my god no one's ever cut my hair wait what (laughs) (laughs) no i have had haircuts it's and no one's cut it bad no one you've never walked out of a salon and been like Dang it! I told them a quarter inch. And the worst one I had like was three. I was going on a backpacking trip when I was way younger, and uh, my 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 dad had basically chased me down, got me into the car, and got me to you know like get a get a massive haircut because I'd already started trying to grow my hair out. <laughs> so he basically got it back down to like chin length. Uh, but it was yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I don't wanna. And yeah. Wait, how old were you? Oh, I was like an eighth grader. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, right. Well, and that's actually what as I was as I was going and probing the archives for some of these stories, I realized that man, as an adult, I haven't I haven't screwed up too bad. <laughs> nice. This is uh, a that's that's very good, good. feeling. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, Ryan. I really had to go back into my head and access the the archives in my brain because yeah. I had successfully blocked out most of it. Blocked all oh, this yeah. out, and thanks to you, now it's, it's all chasing all you out at night. Yeah, you're going and and you're remembering it as you're staring into the void at like three a.m. Okay, <laughs> it's come back to haunt me again. Oh, okay, so. Okay, let's so so one of mine speaking of like work experience, the uh so I this is this was when I had started my new job and yeah, at, at this like kind of corporate conference center. Right. It was right. And I was doing I was doing uh audio engineering for them. At least that's, oh, what, that's okay. what I was that's what I was okay, trying corporate. to get hired for. Yeah, no, it's um yeah, but it's like it, like it was a corporate conference center all for like these big corporate trainings and stuff like yeah. that. So like a whole like a whole Fortune 500 company's middle upper tier management would come in there and do like a workshop for a week. 
And okay. so then, you know, they, they'd go and like, especially there was a big one and men. Yeah. No names, not using any names, no context. Um, <laughs> but one of these companies was, was really, really huge. And they would take up the entire facility for, I think about a month. And so during that time, it was all hands on deck for any freelancer they could drag in there. Um, and so those are most of the gigs I ended up getting. And spoiler alert that I, I ended up getting this job. So the, you know, the interview process went well. Um, but so I, I had gone in there. It was a, it was a pretty early interview and I had gotten led over to where one of the uh, kind of the older guys who was, he was like the head of their audio engineering department. Yeah. Not necessarily the one who's calling the, sh not the one who's calling the shots, but the one who's accountable for like oh, all the yeah. gear, making sure everything worked. If something needed troubleshooting, <laughs> he was the guy. Right. right. And so I was help. He was, he was basically saying, yeah, help me go and uh, set, you know, set this stuff up. He was just setting up one of the conference rooms for something. And so I was working with some of the AV equipment and I had gone and I, I had gone there and like, straight up formal attire you know i was like i was i'm gonna get this job yeah this this inter this interview's in the bag and um anyhow it, it only took one lunge to prove me wrong because my pants ripped straight down like down the inseam oh my gosh yeah wait and, while you were working yeah basically like i just got down low and then <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow what i ended up doing was uh the guy left for a second and then i was like okay and i went to one of the storage closets that they had the gaff tape <laughs> and i ended up taking this roll of gaff tape into the bathroom with me and trying oh, to repair no. my black pants with black gaff tape did it work <laughs> not uh, so much <laughs> it, it i mean in the in the academic sense it functioned as to not call attention to my crush um so anyhow that was at the beginning of this whole interview process and they also walked me all over this facility and oh, then no. we did lunch and the whole thing and i and so anyhow they if they had noticed if they noticed that i had my ripped pants they had they said nothing and your in, um, in your in your Hanes boxers and briefs are like hanging out in the wind, kind of thing. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like, well, and, but luckily the gaff tape did a good enough job of kind of sealing it. So unless someone was, you know, directly <laughs> looking at my pants, which you know I don't think people do, but I don't really pay attention. Uh, yeah. So that was that was oh exciting, but God. I did make it out unscathed, and I did get the job. So and you did that. get the job. So, but, so that's but the funny, the funniest thing. part is that years later. I actually ripped my pants on the job there a second time. The same company? Same company. The same place? <laughs> same place. Oh my gosh. <laughs> actually, that one was that one was 2019, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, it was one of those, it was one of those things. Of course, that time it happened, and now I like actually knew the person who was my supervisor for that. And I was like, I I totally ripped my pants when I was grabbing. It was like the very, very end of the day at the very, very end of the week. And, and by this time, you had an extra pair in your car, right? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't learn things. That's weird. Um, but the but yeah, no, I had an extra. No, I did not have an extra pair. But luckily, it was so close to like the end of strike that it was she was like, no, just go. It's fine. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I did. You ripped your pants, but I did have a, a an on the job accident. Um, I was, um, I won't name what club I used to, to work at, but 
I think anyone who knows me knows exactly who and what I'm talking about. I was a performance artist for this club years ago. And we were in, um, they hired, they hired actors and uh, models to do um, certain uh, shows, visual art things in the club. This was years and years ago. And you went into a box the size of a room. So there was this box that we went in that was probably half the size of this room. And it was a clear plexiglass box with a stage on the inside. And oh, interesting. I worked in the art department during the day after school. I'd come in the art department, work during the day, and we'd help build these sets. And then at night, I would work a couple of days a week doing performance art. Well, there was this one out of all the cases that we had, there was only one with a glass door. Everything else was open. So instead of there being a door, there was just, you know, nothing. open. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing. You just, you know, get down and walk out or climb in and that's it. Except one case had a door. And I remember I was all dressed up and getting ready to start my set. And again, remember, I had this problem of moving before I actually was, my head was in the direction that I was moving into. Oh, no. So I began to jump into the case because he had to get up into the case because it was on a stage inside. So it was like maybe two feet off the ground. So I jumped in before looking and slammed my face into the glass plate door. Mm. And I cracked my tooth and bled over my entire, like, my costume that I was wearing. And, yeah, that that was, like, collateral damage. That was, like, I had to go home. I remember I was terrified that it was going to chip off. And I, like, I had already, like, bled on my costume, so I couldn't really wear it. Was it, like, a a white costume or something like that, or...? Well, it was a costume that showed blood. I, mean, <laughs> I don't remember what color it was, but they That's were fair. kind of put off by the fact that I had blood on it. So, <laughs> not, not one of those sort of parties. <laughs> I didn't, no, no, not not at all. But yeah, so that was like, oh my gosh, I remember that because I still have all these years. Thank you, thank you, Lord, that it has not chipped. But if you look, if I look at my tooth, I can still see it from when I was like. Oh, 19 man. years old. That's nuts. The chip is still there. Okay. Okay. So I do, I do have one that's way more like that's that, that, that has, has a similar, uh, a s- similar prop, let's call it. <laughs> so this was a, this is at a house party in DeKalb of all places. Oh, um, yeah, it was a house party in DeKalb and I was playing with my, uh, my old band fight with monsters. And this was <clears throat> it overall, it was an interesting gig. Cause we, we were playing pretty early in the night. Yeah. And so we'd gotten there and it was, it was reasonably sized house, but we were playing in a fairly small room of theirs and they had actually snaked extension cords through the windows upstairs just so you could not. So everything didn't have to be plugged into the same circuit. Oh. Right. Like it was, it was that sort of setup. This was not a, you know, this was not a very, like, this was not an incredibly official house venue, but it was a functional house venue. And it was also is interesting because it was all the it was all the DeKalb townies 
Like, yeah. so they're all like half of them, at least were NIU students, but it was all the ones who just didn't want to go back home during the summer or yeah. live there year round. Uh, like we're just, you know, from there. So that was, that was kind <laughs> of another weird aspect of it. But anyhow, so we, uh, we finally get to go on and it is hot. It is hot as heck. It is like the middle, like, no, this is, this is end of the summer. This is just end of the summer, Illinois heat wave. And they didn't have air conditioning. And it's a random house party. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, so like everyone, everyone, including myself, like I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a sweater. I, when I, when I get, when I get warm, I perspire greatly. Um, I'm not the worst I've seen, but it's definitely, <laughs> I, I, I do get rather moist. Um, okay. so anyhow, I have, I have my guitar at this point I'm playing, uh, was an, an Epiphone, uh, SG. So it's got the, the two devil horns on it. Right. Oh yeah. It's, you know, bright red. Love that guitar so much. Still yeah, a little sad I, I traded about. that, but, um, anyhow, so we were, we were all set up and we were going about our set and there was actually a really good crowd there. Uh, and even, and the, the headliners, the headlining band was, was also there and they were front row cause they were all jazzed about it. Oh, and God. yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really, really fun. <clears throat> Anyhow, in the, in like, I think two or three songs in, I dropped my guitar pick and I was like, Oh, typical, you know, drop. So I ended up, I went and picked it up and I, I bumped my head on my guitar and I'm like, okay, well, you know, move, moving on. That's going to, uh, that's going to be a bruise. Cause it's like, it's like what you're talking about moving before you go and you see the thing. So I bumped my head on the guitar, thought nothing of it, kept playing. And then people were getting really into it. They were just transfixed. They were like, and I, I mean, I, I was the vocalist for, for, for this or one of the vocalists for this group. And so I was singing a lot of these songs and I thought I was just doing a really, really good job. But it happened to be that the entire time I had been bleeding from that wound. Like I had split oh. my eyebrow open and no. I have a little why in my eyebrow from this particular evening and I didn't, I didn't notice that I was bleeding. Cause I, cause I was, I mean, I, I was sweating like a pig. I was already covered in fluids and it had like <laughs> the blood hadn't like just blood in your eye and salt in your eye. Doesn't feel too different. So oh. any, <laughs> anyhow, the, uh, was it the so lead? You thought it was sweat and it was oh, yeah. blood easily. Yeah. And, uh, and so then the lead singer of the headlining band came and, uh, he, he basically, he saw this and was like, I got to do something. And then he grabbed like a bunch of paper towel and started blotting my face, blotting my eye while I was playing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyhow, after, after I got off stage, my, my lifeguard training kicked in and I, you know, went and, you know, sanitized it gauze. I oh, first okay. It's not your like... bag. No, <laughs> yeah, I cauterized it with out. a cigarette. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> No, I uh, was I ended up trying. I had to go to two different drugstores because you know CVS was closed or Walgreens was closed or something to get some butterfly bandages, oh, which apparently didn't gosh. do well enough. No, not for that. <laughs> Anyhow, stitches. I didn't. I didn't realize. Well, yeah, and I didn't get stitches for that. But it, you know, the oh scars are cool, right? That's <laughs> scars are cool. At least it's not like. At least it's like a subtle scar. <laughs> Uh, yeah okay could, could could be worse and hey kids these days are shaving they're they're shaving lines in their eyebrows anyhow so that's true that's yeah. true well you know i've got something similar but it's right. well Tag. i 
A tag. Okay, tag. <laughs> it's another point of no return story. Point so, of no return. Point of, Wait, yeah, definite did, did you uh, did, did, did you get blood on a garment and couldn't return it? <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the time I walked into the, the play class window. That was the point of no return. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> Well, there's there's another. There's quite a few, actually. Lots of but, stories involving blood. Well, <laughs> about unintended consequence, right? All right. So okay. I, I was a perf- I was along the same lines as a performance artist. I was also a performance waitress at this other place that um, I used to work at, and we used to do what we called were um, were show times, right? Now. W- this was like in the uh, this was in the 90s so we were like the first at, at least in illinois i don't i don't know if anybody else in the country was doing it but at least in illinois we were the first to do show times where all the wait staff and the bartenders jump up on the bar and do show times choreographed show times right right so <laughs> i was um about about to do a showtime and everybody has to jump up on the on the bar and we get a lead in so usually we'll get like we know what sh- what songs are a showtime yeah. and one of them was ymca okay so that was our <laughs> showtime now you know what i'm talking about right oh, of you, course, now yeah. now everybody knows the ymca the guy that worked for our company was the guy that that did that little dance for YMCA. Like, I know the DJ who choreographed that, along with a few others that now you'll see other people doing. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, as I was going up to get on the bar, um, we were kind of goofing around, (laughs) and we shouldn't have been, and I got knocked in the jaw with an elbow, and dislocated my jaw. Oh, and then I had to sing the YMCA. And well, then I ended up having to go to ER because my oh. jaw, in fact, it's still cracked, so you can hear it. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, that's my dislocated jaw. Oh, did you do it closer <laughs> to the microphone for the podcast? <laughs> Why you couldn't hear that? Not, hear not, that? not not too much, not too much. That bone cracking, you really I was, want to I, I was talking. You hear I the was bone talking. cracking? Okay, oh, listen. of course, we got to do it for the podcast. Okay, you got to listen then. Okay. Oh, there it is. Yeah, did you hear it? I That's can't hear it because I. Oh no! I, I could. Yep, that loud and clear. That was gross. <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit that out. So. <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna I'm gonna sample that. <laughs> so I couldn't close my mouth. It, he hit me in the jaw. It was an accident. Yeah. So hard, and it hit me right here, that my jaw hinged open. Ooh. And I couldn't close my mouth. I had to go to the ER with my mouth open and the bone sticking out. And the the ER doctor had to like had had to like put my face in some sort of like contraption and pop it back in. Oh, yeah, it was it was painful and unfortunate. But we were kind of goofing off. And you learned never to goof off again. Well, no, that's not what I learned because I still goofed off. (laughs) What fun is that? Come on. No, I I learned not to get too close to people's elbows. That's a fantastic. Yeah. No, elbows are awful. Oh, yeah. They are pointy. 
<laughs> they are pointy and painful. Well, okay, so I got I, I got one last good one. I mean, I I have I have other ones like you know. Uh, a crazy, a, a crazy like stomp routine thing I was doing in grade school where the whole rig fell over, oh. or a middle to middle school talent show where we didn't actually know how to play our instruments. Um, but I think one of the ones that oh oh, and the other one was uh, actually uh, if, if anyone wants a special treat, you can look up high fives lead to low times on YouTube. What is pretty that? Sh- pretty sure that vi- well, it's a video of me running around, uh, me me being be acting the fool in a in a marching band performance during a scatter drill which anyone who knows marching band stuff knows that scatter drills are uh you know it's kind of like cheating um <laughs> it's like if you don't want to march into formation to the next thing you call a scatter drill and everyone just gets there run around a circle and then go there <laughs> but anyhow so we were doing that but i was in the front ensemble with the xylophones and stuff like that as a percussionist and I decided, oh, I'm just going to run all the way around all like the whole front ensemble, high-fiving everyone. And it's going to be funny. And I did that. And it worked really, really well until uh, it was a little bit muddy. Well, it was a little bit muddy out. And I just basically slid, like planted a heel and slid on the mud when I was kind of running back around to get back into place. Oh. And well, and the worst part was that, you know, our uniforms were like gold, red, and white, and the yeah. pants were white. Oh. oh, just bright white. Anyhow, so on the if you listen to if you go to the video, you can actually see, you can actually hear the sound of the audience go, oh, really? Right okay, I, I gotta go. Oh, it's I gotta. It's see a, that. it's a tr- you gotta treat yourself. But that wasn't <laughs> that was the main the, the actual story was. Um, there's there, there was this guy who I was playing in a uh, in a band with for a little bit and he's really he was he was a real good t- guitar player real good real flashy sort of guitar player like modeled modeled a lot of his stuff very Claptony you know oh, a yeah. lot, like blue okay. like very blues guitar sure uh classic rock guy but he was uh we were, we were playing at, at this at this venue and um it was like it was a Sunday gig which is already weird and it was like a Sunday charity gig and because of the charity, one of the donors for it paid for the band's drinks. Hmm. There was like a couple bands that were going to be on that afternoon. It was an yeah, afternoon gig. Um, and so, you know, everyone, everyone was day drinking and it was fine. Oh. Uh, but the lead, the lead guy, the guitar player from the band was drinking too more. much. A little bit, uh, a little bit more than a little bit. Well, Actually, maybe a few much. drinks more than a little bit. Um <laughs> anyhow so we were we were going through the set and we were playing i think we were playing some doors stuff and i was i was jamming over there on my on on you know the, the Wurlitzer and on the Wurlitzer. oh on the Wurlitzer. <laughs> well it was a cork but it was a Wurlitzer patch okay it's a cork i'm a, I'm a Wurlitzer fan <laughs> it's <laughs> like the telecaster it's the telecaster of pianos um so but basically so we, we were we were playing this song and he was ripping into the solo and and the guy liked his solos and it was his band and he did most of the solos it was a four piece so the only other person who really could do solos was me and he wasn't really he wasn't given any ground so um anyhow he was in this solo and he was getting really into it and he was banging his head and he lost balance and basically stumbled across the stage like diagonally off the stage and kept running <laughs> over to the bar. <laughs> Guitar just getting completely unplugged right then and there. Anyhow, oh so gosh. all of us on stage were just 
<laughs> is he and I was like, back? okay, I guess I'm, I'm taking a solo now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, he's at the bar drinking. Well, I think he was at the bar trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> it's like, how did I get here? <laughs> Can I have a gin and tonic? Gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, speaking of drinks, I yeah. was at the same workplace. You're at the same uh, bar. Oh, is- <laughs> at this, no, at the same, I was working at the same place where I was a performing waitress, right? Yeah. And um, super packed. It's, it's a short story. Super packed. I had literally a tray of drinks in on my tray and someone bumped me and I spilled all my tray of drinks. That's exciting. On Scotty Pippen. Who's Scotty Pippen? <gasps> Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Actually, I spilled it on his friend, but it got off on him too, oh, which no. was so embarrassing. Scotty what? Pippen, Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, BJ. Oh no, I'm up. They, oh lordy, I just I'm I am. I am. Good story on you. <laughs> It's yeah. Basketball, the Bulls. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Was he, was, he the, was he the quarterback? Oh my gosh, that's football. <laughs> I, I know at least that. I know, I, I know, I know that quarterbacks football. Yeah, you know, with the uh, yeah, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one there. Okay, I got another one where okay, I got okay, the, the camera well, on a we're... McDonald's film sh- uh, commercial shoot. Oh, please. And I think we might have to wrap it up to that point because yeah. we are running out of time. We are, but that was that oh, was another please. fun one. Dish it, dish it out. No, I, 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 again, I ran into the camera. I forgot it was behind me and I was knocked off the camera and the entire set had to wait an hour and a half till they got the lens repaired and the entire crew was sitting there sitting there getting paid for nothing because of me that's exciting look at you wasting money (laughs) I, i was i was in all fairness i was like 13 i was a kid so i'm going to just blame it on that you got to be careful, like around kids. They don't know. They don't know how to move. I didn't, at least at that time. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, like some horse, some kids. Or a story where I've like stepped on someone's toe, knocked something over. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like, well, I mean, some kids know how to move. You know, some kids have been in gymnastics and dance since they were <laughs> like in like since they were like two. Yeah. So if they don't know how to move by the time they're teenagers, there's no helping them. There's no, I know that wasn't <laughs> me. I was art. Remember, I I was not the. Although I did like dancing, but I was not. That was not my thing. You were you were not a dancer. No, I was a singer and and art. That was it, and that was my gig. That was my jam. <laughs> well, I, I I would like to I would like to say that this, this is I, I I have thoroughly enjoyed hearing hearing some of your faux pas and blunders. It's been um, so awesome spending this time with you, Ryan. Aww. It's been a lot of fun. Well, that's nice. <laughs> listening to listening to our mistakes. What 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 could be better? Oh, precisely. No, I I, I agree with that. I don't think. If, if we're plugging stuff, I don't think I got I got I don't got too much going on right yeah, now. Yeah, what do you got going on, Ryan? What do you want everybody to like know about oh, going on with you? I'm want everyone to know that I'm having a having a pretty good day. Good. I'm sick, that I'm sick of the snow. Oh. Uh, 
that Invisible Cartoons is working on an album for next year. All um, right. But I also good. would like people to know that uh, I am going to be releasing some new bird garden stuff in fairly short order. And I'm also nice. starting this new project with my friend Dylan Schweitzer. Oh. Uh, and that's called Crab Cat. And we are launching a very... We are launching a very rigorous campaign. It is Ooh. going to be. We are. It is. It is bloodthirsty. Oh, oh, and we're we're dropping an album too. But that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's not even that important. That's done. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because we're like we we finished this album, but we're planning it in junction with this big like song a week sort of project we're doing. Where we're just. I think Dylan's on there too. He's like, hey, our album. Yeah, Dylan. Yay. Dylan is. Hey, another shout out to Dylan. <laughs> Look Hi, at, Dylan. yeah uh but yeah so that's going to be a lot of fun i'm excited for that just keep your keep your your ears open for that one and keep following my stuff and you will inevitably see a lot about it all right awesome but carlotta what do you have going on <laughs> what are you what are you doing Honey, you ask <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> Well, I'm I'm doing my art. I've got um, several collections coming up on my my gallery site, Carlana.com. That's coming up very shortly. I've got about um, 15 new pieces of original art that's going to be released very soon. And I'm also doing Artwork Wednesday, where every Wednesday I do a live 20-minute uh, break where we do something fun with art. Um, sketch with me or we, I've been doing a lot of giveaways. So if anyone is interested um, in following along or knowing what we're going to be doing from week to week and the different events that I've got going, just go to Carlana.com and sign up for my newsletter group. I send out a newsletter maybe once a week um, just to kind of keep everybody up to date as to what times and what we'll be doing for Artwork Wednesday and some of our other events. So um, with be great to have everyone along for the ride. So it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Oh, and well, this I, has been fun, Ryan. Right, hasn't it? Well, it has. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would like to thank everyone for joining the How Do Artists live stream podcast. And on behalf of myself and Carlana Pedersen, we would like to say so long and thanks for all the fish. Same time, same place. <laughs> Bring your questions, your curiosity, and we will see you then. How Do Artists is a live stream podcast hosted and produced by Ryan Caldwell and Carlana Pedersen. Our theme song, How to Live, by Bird Garden featuring Rogers and Cooper, was written by Ryan Cooper, Anna Rogers, and Ryan Caldwell. The How Do Artists logo, illustrations, and art design were created by Carlana Pedersen. Tune into our live streams and stay up to date by following us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For more information about Ryan Caldwell, visit ryancaldwellmusic.com. And for more information about Carlana Pedersen, visit carlana.com. Tune in next time, and thanks for listening.